I'm Lisa Hyde, and welcome to the Confidence Crown Podcast. I believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is freedom. It all starts with your journey into self-belief and creating the confidence to live your life with abundance. Ladies, it's time to earn and own your crown and be the yes queen you are destined to be. Together, let's make it rain. On today's episode, we're going to be speaking with Joseph Rebelli, a fellow podcaster who's also a small business coach and works strategically with content creators. Ladies, you are in for some great golden nuggets. Get ready to write them down. So we're doing things a little differently today because there is a gentleman joining us on the podcast. You guys, I can't wait for you to hear and learn all about Joseph Rebelli. Joseph, first of all, you are talking to me from the UK, which I absolutely love how we've created this international virtual world where it's we're having a chat, but you're in another country and there's no problem. <laughs> Yeah, the best but, part of internet, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And we actually met virtually. We met on Instagram. Yes, it's been so cool. Like we connected and we kind of have a bond, I think, straight away because we're very, I mean, I think you're like me on the female version. So it's brilliant. <laughs> well, <laughs> so that's what I want to talk to you about because I know you do marketing and branding, um, but you made a purpose to tell me that your focus is about women. So how did this come about? Yeah, so I actually uh, started to have lots of uh, women in my community and I realized that, you know, there was so much uh, support um, that I was having because I was talking really about many topics that were really close to me. And, you know, I talk about equality, I talk about um, here, for example, in the UK, there was a big thing about um, pay gap and being paid differently, whether you are a man or a woman. And, you know, things that I never really um, accepted, if you will, because I am all about equality and paying someone based on the skills, not on the gender. And for me, yeah, it was one of the one of the things. And I started to really have a voice as a, you know, I, I, w- I like to say that I am a male, um, what you call it, male feminist right now. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, um, and I have really an amazing community of women. And then I have some men which are quite curious about it. And they're like, oh, what is that about? What do you mean? And I said, well, don't worry, it's nothing crazy. It's just that we're all the same. It doesn't matter. It's gender fluid season. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I just, it was interesting how you expressed your focus because normally it's not prefaced. You know, it's like, we're just, we're marketing, branding, strategists, coaches, podcasters. But um, I liked it because you were like very specific, like your focus was women. And the only other man that I've met who's told me that prior to our encounter was Shaman Durek who Mm. his work is all about empowering women. And I was like so fascinated by it because again, strong man who helps all kinds of people, but his niche, you know, what he wants to be focusing on is empowering women. So when you said that to me, I was like, oh, okay, this we're starting a new trend here. I like this. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's really interesting, you know, and especially on social media. I mean, I work a lot on social media, mainly the market, especially on Instagram, you have mainly women. So um, I think I think it's about probably 87%. Uh, so it's big. And you really come across so many incredible talents and so many incredible creators and really genius. I mean, with my job, I met 
some incredible people, people that started from scratch is incredible brands or people that really focus on something that, you know, um, you would never thought about. And many years ago, these people wouldn't have a voice. And now due to social media, internet connection and, and et cetera, Facebook groups and whatever, you really connect with incredible people. I constantly daily connect with people that share their story and they say, oh, you know, oh, I do this. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I never thought even this was possible for anybody. So it's kind of... It's, no, it it's, is. It's fabulous. It is. Yeah. Actually, I would love to know, how did you get started? Because I know you've had a, a variety of ideas and businesses, and I know you've got your hands in a few different cookie jars. So how did you get to where you are today? So I started off, well, I had a background in sales, marketing, and business development. I used to be business development manager and account manager for um, several brands. I opened accounts in the UK. My last job, I was responsible for uh, accounts in sales for UK and Middle East. So I seen different you know, areas of different markets. And it's something that I always liked. I work mainly with luxury companies. So I work with companies such as Harrods, um, Lancet Skincare, Vivian Westwood. So that was where I really started. I originally am from Italy. Um, I moved to London six years ago. It was, you know, a move that I did because I was looking for a new challenge in my life, in my career. And you know, everything started off uh, with my previous job where I started to get involved in content creation and influencer marketing. And because it was part of my studies in the past, because that's where I come from education-wise, I've always been interested, but i always been focused on sales in my previous job. And so when I got into the, you know, content creation world, it was mainly for passion. I have a huge passion for traveling and I like fashion as a good Italian does. <laughs> I was going to say, fantastic. Uh, so far, you're hitting all the right marks. Uh, fashion, travel, Italy. <laughs> yeah. Win, win, win. All the good <laughs> exactly. So basically, I, I started off really sharing what was my passion. But, you know, I started seeing, because I was posting consistently and, you know, I had passion for photography and I was doing really good picture, really good content. My my profile grew really, really quickly. And I started to actually monetize it pretty quickly. So I was just really, you know, using the same strategy that I was using to pitch retailers to get new accounts in retail to really get brand deals. So um, that was my, that was my strategy. When I started to connect with other influencers and content creators and people that obviously work in the influencer space, everybody was not as good at that. Everybody was, oh, you know, I can't believe you're doing this. And I have 100K <laughs> followers and I don't monetize. And right. I was like, well, maybe there is a gap there. Maybe I can do something about it. <laughs> so that's yes, how- share some secrets with us. Joseph, right. what, so, maybe like top three things that someone who's looking to either expand their brand or monetize their brand or just get noticed. What, 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 I know I don't, I don't want to have you give away too much of your secret sauce, but maybe a little, a little tease. Well, I can tell you something. Well, I think the main focus that um, loads of people lack on is coming from a place of service. They make their Instagram, their collaboration and everything that they try to pitch. And I see this with my clients. Now I coach small businesses to work with influencers and I coach content creators to really, um, 
work on a strategy to really approach brands in the most profitable way. So that's what my job does. And I am a podcaster as well as you are. So, um, you know, I do uh, see this a lot. People make their offer, their proposal, their pitches, if you will, all about themselves. <laughs> yeah. So they make all about them. And, you know, this is something I experience constantly. And this is one of my first points when I start working with a new client. It's like, we need to work on how making this, um, you know, collaboration worth it for the brand. And when it's worth it for them, it's going to be worth it for you. And if it isn't, that means this is not the right fit for both of you. And that's okay. Right. So we're talking secret sauce here, people. This is, again, the world of service is putting yourself out there um, and helping people kind of unconditionally. And it's not about what's in it for you, but what's in it for them. And that's sometimes difficult for people to absorb if they haven't kind of gone down that path. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's one of those things. I feel like people go from, okay, um, I want to get a free product. I want to get pay for this. I want to do this. And they're like, yeah, that's amazing. But, but what are you giving back? Exactly. Exactly. You've got to pay it forward. Is it great content? Yeah. Yeah. Is it great content? Is it an amazing community? Is it an engaged community? What it is. It could be either like, you know, I take pictures and I use a pink filter, but that's you and that's unique and that's great. That's great right. because that's what <laughs> the brand wants. Um, another thing that I see is also um, being scared of approaching brands. And w- mm-hmm. waiting for them to come to you. Like there is this dream about, oh, you know, they're going to call me. They're going right. to see me. They're going to want me to work for them. Not really. You need to go there. <laughs> yeah. If you want it, you got to go after it for yeah. sure. If I look at, I always say influencer marketing and working as a content creator is constantly applying for a job, constantly yeah. interviewing. Oh, I like that. Yes. Yeah. And it's really about, um, and it's a very much, especially these days, right? I think, you know, I grow my page really quickly, but now it's not as quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Due to algorithm, go to uh, Instagram bots. changes. All those bots. bots. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they change in everything and, you know, uh, people don't grow as quick because Instagram is making it harder, which is very nice because that means that, you know, I think we're living in an influencer bubble right now. Yeah. Everybody is a content creator. Everybody's an influencer, but what is going to happen in a few years it's that uh, this bubble is going to go smaller. And the people that really put down the foundation for a profitable and purposeful business are the Mm -hmm. ones that are going to stay. People that were doing it just for the freebies are going to go. And that's fine. And I think it happens in every industry, right? When something is really new, everybody gets really excited. Absolutely. But, But you just said a very, very important thing and something actually we were discussing at a conference a couple of weeks ago. You can't like you just can't get away with having a pretty picture anymore like that that world that part of that influencer life that's over like it's it's this next segment of service of providing truly like informational content being able to give back to people but yeah no you that's that that's that little sweet spot that people tend to forget they're just so concerned about selling their item that they're forgetting that they're not actually connecting with people. And that's what Instagram's like flushing out of people just happen. It's just, they want real connections. You yeah. need to have real connections. Yeah. 
Good job. It's one of those things as well, like I see loads of people don't engage and they don't show up. Like, for example, I did an Instagram story training with um, a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago and we did it on live. We were live on Instagram and we were really talking 15 ways to engage on social media, but specifically on Instagram right now. Awesome. using all the 15 ways and somebody were like 15 ways really i was like yes 15 ways <laughs> like, static posts slideshow instagram story poll all things you know uh, related to engagement and what i really notice is people don't really show up they are so mm-hmm. concerned and there is perhaps uh, two different things there is a confidence problem or there is uh, often a um rejection fear yeah and it's just one of those things i i say you know you might not like to everybody but if you like to fight people you already win and even if they're just two right right and it and it's true there's a world of looky-loos that just you know like watch us don't engage maybe they click the like button because i think that's why they're going to get rid of the like button because they really, again, want people to be engaging, which means you have to actually leave a comment, ask a question, have some input on what you're following. So just by clicking the like button, you aren't engaging. You're, you're just kind of letting someone know that you've checked out their page. You know, it's you're not- You're scrolling, you're not watching. Yeah, you're, 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 a, you're, a, what we used to call them, like peepers. You're a stalker. You're a stalker. You're <laughs> yeah. not a, you're not a follower, truly. You're a stalker. And that's, you know, and also for the person creating the content, you know, you're kind of like wondering, like, why are they not actually talking to me? You know, why, how come I haven't hit a point in them that's making them want to respond to me too? So that's, it's an interesting little, I don't want to call it a game, but it's a give and take. We really do need to hear yeah. back from people. People want to see you authentically sharing. They want to see your face. Um, see you. Yeah, they want to see you for sure. For sure. Another thing that I want to say that I think is it's um, another point on algorithm is you have two kinds of people on Instagram. You have Instagram spies, yeah. which are people that want to know about your life, but they never engage. They yeah, just the look. They never like. <laughs> exactly. And they never comment. And then... This is what I call the Instagram magic formula, right? So if you want to kill the algorithm, that's one of my tricks. Like, um, right. It's basically liking, comment, saving. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, and the, saving, the save like, counts. The save counts right now, people. You want to make sure you are saving content and repurposing it or reposting or tagging that person. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the saving is important. And it's like, for people that don't know, the save is a little bookmark on your um, right-hand side of the screen. Um, And it's super cool because you can really save the content that you really value the most. And this is where the algorithm says, oh, great, this is what you like the most. So let me show you more of it. And this is how it is. And another trick that I can say that I worked on my content and my clients' content is to really... Think about and plan in advance what you're going to post in your feed. Let's say you want to talk about marketing. You want to engage in marketing content 48 hours before. Mm-hmm. And then yes. when you post, the algorithm is going to show to the um, marketing content creators what you posted before because you engaged with them before. So similar yes. strategy, but a little bit inverse. And also, um, I tried this last week on my page and my post went on the top ranking in an hour. Awesome. 
Awesome. Now, was it a hashtag for marketing or how, how did you... Yeah, we hashtag is really cool. I have a strategy for hashtag, which I want to share with you today. And it's basically dividing them into big, medium, and niche. Yes. So big is where you have, um, obviously, the big one. Like, for example, right. entrepreneurship or women empowerment, right. whatever. So for those and of then- you who aren't... Sorry, I'm just going to help. So layman terms, if you're not already really using your hashtags properly, the most general hashtag, like love, <laughs> right? It's it's a huge one. There's so many people who've used love. So the likelihood of you getting to the top of the page using love is slim to none, unless you are already considered an influencer. But when you look at these smaller numbers, so how about love of a person, right? Love of a dog, love of a human, love, like get specific about what that love is. Now you're going to find yourself showing up and you're going to find the people who you want to engage with. Am I correct? Exactly. No, it's absolutely true. Yeah. And uh, my trick is to use um, something that people don't do much is they ask you to use micro hashtag, which meaning is Mm -hmm. hashtag with very like less than a thousand people using them. And people are like, what do I use? What do I use? And my clients will go like, I don't know what to say. And so use your name. Yeah. I brand myself. I have four hashtags I use all the time that are specific to my brand. And this is so key because you don't allow people... (laughs) One day someone will click on it. (laughs) Yeah, but no, it's true because sometimes, I mean, I'm sure people know your podcast, but they might not follow you straight away. So if they put like your your podcast hashtag, they find you straight away and they follow you. So it's brilliant because it's really like, it's literally like a business card on social media. Just give you right there. It's true. It's true. And it is true. So again, he, what he was talking about were levels. So again, those big, very broad um, hashtags are really not going to do you any service, but when you can be more specific, when you get niche, when you can get smaller and smaller. So right now, isn't it kind of like between 60 and a hundred thousand followers of that hashtag. Isn't that kind of like the safe spot if you're trying to grow? Isn't that kind of like- Yeah, exactly. So that's the one. Or for example, if you're aiming to arrive to a certain number of followers into a certain time, let's say you want to get to 50K in a year, you can use under 50K hashtag. Ooh. Or discover 150K. Oh, no, ooh, I like people, this. this. I is like very this. good. Okay. I grow of like 50 followers with one post. I was like, oh, why did I not use this before? <laughs> okay, so guys, you just you just were given like an amazing tip, which I'm going to have to start using myself. Now, really good. I will say I love hashtags and I hate them at the same time because I find it like, again, it's a kind of this game trying to figure out what you're what your world wants to see from you or who your followers are, right? You're finding your ideal client with your hashtags. Okay, so the good and the bad of stories. So we went from being able to do 11 hashtags down to two. And I got to tell you, I hated the 11 because it was always like, ah, having to put them in, hide them, try to figure out where to fit them into the story. But now the two, I think is actually harder because I'm like, what two? Like I had 11 that I was playing with before. Like what two do I want to focus on? So do you have a tip for for just those, since we can only use two in stories now, what do you think is most important for people to be using? I think story are changing as well. And, you know, I talk about dropping story views in the last couple of weeks, they dropped so much for everybody and everybody was so concerned. And 
the way I will say to you is just be strategic. Don't post 25,000 stories from your avocado to your unicorns. But just, <laughs> post, <laughs> just post maybe what is uh, relevant to your ideal clients. So use them to your ideal clients for your poll. And, you know, if you're posting something that is not related to your brand on your story, because sometimes it happens right. uh, on stories because it's kind of vlogging as well a little bit. Maybe don't bother to put, the, uh, to put the hashtags at all if they're not related to your clients. Just use the uh, hashtag uh, on specific things that you need uh, a feedback for. Interesting. So what I've kind of been playing with because I've been trying to sweeten my story world because I really do enjoy it is one, by the way, it was bots, which is why all of our numbers dropped tremendously. So they f- there was an app, of s- there was some app that... Influence in, influencers in particular were using to make it look like they were viewing more people, yeah. <laughs> which gives them more visibility and it helps them, it helps them to get higher on the algorithm. So um, Instagram got wise to it, figured out what the app was, killed it, and then everyone's numbers dropped. So I went from like mm. 500 views, um, a story down to 50. And at first I was like, what the hell did I do wrong? And then we did our homework and I was like, okay. So in reality, that 500 never existed. It wasn't real, which is hard to accept. You're like, I'm growing. No, you're really not. It's okay. (laughs) Because the 50, 60, 70, 100 people who are looking at your stories, those are your followers. Those are your people. So don't be upset if that's recently happened to you. It was truly mm. a false win prior. But the other thing I've also learned is with, I think of stories as kind of your advertising, it's your commercial. So I feel like that's the place where you can do more of your product, more of your sale, salesy side. Yeah. And obviously incorporating your life and other things people want to see who you are. But I feel like your feed needs to be very, very clean, authentic, and not salesy. And your stories can definitely be the place where you kind of highlight what you're selling. Do you agree? I agree. Disagree? Okay. Cool. I agree with you. And also talking about bots, people get really uh, frustrated about that. And it's totally understandable, but there is a, a point that people might not consider. You might not have bought them yourself. Somebody might have put them on yes. your account. Let me tell you this. A client of mine has 900 followers and he's got 4,000 views on his stories and he never bought a bot in his life. And I was like, I was like, I'm so sorry. This is a bot. And I was like, are you sure? I said, yes, honey, there's no yeah, chance. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, um, you know, and it's a Russian app, if I remember right, because I actually talk about it on my story. And the advice that I asked to each and everyone that asked me what to do, I said, that's your opportunity to really re-engage with your community because... This is the chance for you to really say, all right, okay, the people that were engaging before are not here anymore. What can we do? Nothing about it. They were not really in the first place. So it's not a big loss. However, the people that are here now are the people that I really want an opinion for. So just go with questions, just go with polls, just go with Instagram live. So instead of, this is a trick, instead of going stickers on question, mm-hmm. do an Instagram live a week and you do Q&A and you allow your, your followers to really your interact community with you. to come on board on the live for five minutes each and answer. Yeah. So that's a very killer for the algorithm because the, when you get more than five people on live, the 
circle around your picture on the um, yep. on the feed goes from red to blue. Ooh, look at that. So, and that's because you're using a strategy that is normally for Facebook Live. So Instagram picks that and that means that you're not only interacting with one user, but you're interacting with several. And because Instagram doesn't give you the chance to do more than two people at the same right. time, uh, and you do on and off with different people, you never drop your viewers. Nice. Nice. Good to know. Okay. Another great tip, you guys. I hope you're writing these all down. <laughs> and But don't do it if you're driving. If you're driving, <laughs> wait until later and then come back and listen again. <laughs> really listen to the podcast. <laughs> do not make these notes while you're driving. Um, very cool. And yeah, I do think, I also love the new create button um, that came up a couple weeks ago on stories. Um, it Because mm. for those who aren't actively using or are or fearful of what to post, it gives you all the prompts and ideas. So make sure that you've updated your um, iOS um, because you want to see the new create button that's in stories, the same place that you will find the boomerang and hands-free and all the other little filters. One is now called create. And it's so, so cool because it gives you the prompts. It gives you the polls. It gives you quotes. It all kinds of fun stuff. So yeah, if you're, if you're lacking on what to do, they're giving it to you. They're telling you what people want to see. So listen to them. Yeah. They just, they just give you so many things right now. And you know, what I think about the new, um, create button is just really good because it's just so much time saving stories. Unfortunately are not quick to post when you do them. Thank you. Oh my gosh. That it's, I love them. They take me a long time. So yeah, I, I appreciate yes, that. Thank girl. you for, thank you. you I got thought, this. You know, we're talking, okay, <laughs> he's 20 something. You guys know I just turned 50. So I always chalk it up to, I need a 20 something to do this part of it. Cause it, it's, it is time consuming, but that create button does make it super, super easy. And there's no excuse. No excuse. Yeah. It's just like, for example, um, when I, can I tell you something that I'm going to give you guys another tip Please. because I think I'm not the only person. I love stories. I hate writing what I'm talking about and listen to my voice. It drives me insane, <laughs> especially if you haven't had fans yeah. on. So with that being said, there is a possibility. This is not a sponsor, okay. by the way. <laughs> this is just the tip. Hashtag no ads. <laughs> I use an app called Cliptomatic. Yes. And this will change your life if you are one of those people that write what they are talking about on stories because that's a way for your followers to engage even without right. audio. So Cliptomatic basically writes subtitle as you speak. Yes. So it's incredible because it's really, really good and you really save the story. It allows you one minute of speaking and then you post it and that's yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a great app. So I also, quick. I use Headliner because I use that for my podcast stuff and they're allowing you to do that one as well for stories. Yeah. So... The reason why you want to have captions um, going, again, this, sorry for people who already know this, but those who don't, we're, we're trying to help you. Think about all the times you're looking at Instagram when you're at work. Um, and if you're flipping through stories, you can't have the volume on because you're going to get in trouble, right? So if you put captions, um, then people can actually follow through on what you're saying without having the volume on. So you get basically two different viewers, right? You've got the one who is looking for mm. your voice, but you also get the one who can't actually like be listening to you while they're at work. So it's good. They can read you. 
Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. 85% of people watch stories without audio, by the way. I was just looking the other day. It's really interesting how much um, the percentage is. It's literally uh, quite high if you think about it because... <laughs> oh, don't worry. I was thinking about, uh, for example, when I watch stories, sometimes I am in the tube and I don't have the headphones. Right. So it's the same thing, right? It's like being at work. So you don't... Obviously, in London, we yes. move with a tube everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> We're always underground, people. The fact that you can so, and, even view it underground is pretty damn cool. Yeah, it's great. And if you think about it, like people don't know, London tubes is like six floors Holy underground. Crap. It's not like... <laughs> yeah, so having the Wi-Fi is pretty yeah. amazing. Good Wi-Fi. Yeah, right, yeah. All right, so I love that we've you've actually divulged some really great tips. I hope you guys took notes again, not while you're driving. But I do want to mention a few things. I know, Joseph, you've got a few things in the queue. Like you've got, obviously your podcast is coming back. So is that yeah. season two? Am I correct in that? Awesome. Two. Yeah, so I am the host of A Couple Joe's. So I discuss um, loads of digital marketing tips and I invite creators, like-minded entrepreneurs and industry insiders. And over a cup of coffee, we really discuss how to make your online business profitable or how to how to bring your business online if you don't have it yet. So it's pretty interesting. You guys need to awesome. check it out. And you're also launching Yeah, in- so you're invited by this way. Ah, thank you. I can't wait. I can't wait. I do need I do need to catch up with Joe. Um and then you're launching an online course soon. Is that, do you have a timeline on that yet? Yeah, so I'm launching an online course. It will be next year. And I'm launching, first of all, an online coaching program. So you guys can coach with me on all things strategy and social media. So I work with... Uh, whether you have an online business that is small and you want to invest in digital marketing, but you want to do it strategically and correctly for your business, I tailor a strategy for you. And also I work on influencer marketing. So if you are content creators and you really want to get uh, those bankable collaboration going, I am the guy for you. Awesome. You heard it here first. Now, our last question, and boy, this has been fun today and I really do appreciate you taking the time. So this goes back to my old world in Hollywood. I always like to ask my guest, if someone was doing the story of your life, what actor would play you? Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> um, I was waiting for that because I listened to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. Um, this is actually um, a really good question. Mm. Gut instinct. Who would you want to play you? Here you go. Who would I want to play me? Maybe... I'm just thinking, would I want him talented or would I want him sexy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if he's really talented, he becomes sexy. It's true. Um, maybe, I, I actually don't really know. Let me think. That's such a good question. You tricked me here. Uh, <laughs> I bet you trick a lot of people with this one. I'm sorry. Um, it's not supposed to be hard. It's really your first instinct. Well, who was the first actor you thought of when I asked you? Well, I really like Leonardo DiCaprio. So... Bingo. There we go. See? Let's do Leonardo DiCaprio, but on the Titanic time, not right now. Yes. <laughs> so what he's referring to is smaller Leo, not bigger Leo. <laughs> yes, more Leo is the one. Younger not Leo. Lion King guys. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, uh, to be 20 again. <laughs> but actually, let me tell you something. The last thing, because you have lots of women, if it was to be a woman, it would be probably um, Mary Strip. 
Ooh, now that is talent. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. And just to thank you for being so fluid with your answer, because I'm sure plenty of people would have an actor or actress play themselves. That's awesome. So congrats. I love it. Thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for having me. I was so happy to be here. Thank you. You are welcome. All right, everyone, have a lovely day and make sure you go back and listen to those amazing notes that Joseph shared with us. Make sure to follow Joseph at josephrebelli.com. And you can also find him on Instagram at josephrebelli.com.